With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Inside the Birds TV with Jeff Mosher and Adam Kaplan, presented by DraftKings. And today we've got a very special guest. He's making his ITB debut. He's Philly Strong. He's Temple Made. And of course, he's a superstar anchor of SportsCenter, 6 o'clock ESPN. None other than Kevin Nagandi. Kevin, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you. And uh, it's great to be here with you guys. And, and welcome to my small cubicle. I will say, if you come around, you can see I make sure I represent Philly really well. I've got like this uh, great nice. little art there. And then for Philly uh, Eagles fans, I've got. Uh, like that stuff. I got a whole bunch of bobbleheads. Like we, we make sure we represent. Wilbert, uh, I see Wilbert, Bill Bergie. Yep. Bill, yep. Yeah, we got we got Randall, Wilbert, Ron. Uh, we've got Carmichael, of course, Chuck, Donovan, and Reggie. Got so, you. Okay. Nice. nice. All right. Great. Can't wait till uh, you know some someone from this year's team might get on. <laughs> the way things are going, I don't know it's gonna, if we're going to see that. Uh, before we get started, we want to tell our listeners to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code ITB for a special offer when you sign up. That's ITB for a special offer when you sign up only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Hey, it's Jeff Mosher. Adam Kaplan and I love using Anchor for our Inside the Birds podcast every week. It's so user-friendly, anyone can create their own podcast, and you should too. Just download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor gives you everything you need to start your own podcast from your phone or computer. Its creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast per, for a professional sound, and Anchor will distribute your podcast for you to Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so many other platforms. It can be heard by everyone, just like Inside the Birds. You can also make money from your pod with no minimum listenership. What are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to create your podcast today. So... Kevin, um, all right, I've heard you do your interviews on 97.5 The Fanatic, and I can tell week after week, like, your voice gets a little bit more tense as the weeks go by, and I'm just waiting for you to just all out lose it on air uh, over there. But, you, you know, your hair is intact. It's looking pretty good. So how is the season impacting you? <laughs> it's tough. It's frustrating, right? Yeah, when, you, when you take a look historically, it's, it's maybe the worst division in the history of, uh, of, of the NFL, and they have the parts and the pieces, and um, we all see 
all the mistakes. The problem is we see the same mistakes over and over and over again. It's not like just one thing. It, it's multiple things that keep on happening. Um, I, I, I described it a couple weeks ago where Sunday is we can't wait all week for the game, right? And then literally the first series happens, and for the next three hours you're like, why did I why, – why was I excited about watching this game? Like, it, it's torture – because we can see how this is all playing out. Like, finally, if the offense gets a great drive, the defense will give up a score immediately, right? We've seen this over and over again. They, they won't run the ball consistently or the passes are too high and no one's running the right routes. And, my God, number uh, – you know, our, our quarterback's just getting sacked left and right and falling down. Um, and then, like, Monday we go through the grieving, right? We're really angry. And then Tuesday, it's like the men in black, like somebody brought in that little erasure, <laughs> bing, like Wednesday, we're all of, all of a sudden having hope again, right? And, and I think that's because how trash the division is, because we look around and say, we're still in the hunt. Uh, after losing that to that giant, in, to that, in that Giants game, the way they lost and, and, and watching that they couldn't continue to catch a quarterback because they don't have linebackers, um, that's when I was like, we're done. It, it doesn't matter because I knew the stretch was going to be brutal. I viewed it this way, guys, that if they had won those three games against division, Giants, Cowboys, Giants, you'd 4-4-1. Four, four, then if you won one game in the five-game stretch that they're in right now, and I was hoping it was going to be the Browns, then it would put us in a position where you have five wins with the final two games against the Cowboys in Washington, and if you get one of those wins first, the six, you win the division. But as this is going on, why do we want that? Like, because we all know what's going to happen. You have a home date in a playoff game, and it's going to be the same stuff because they haven't corrected some of the same things that we're seeing. So uh, I know I went full story in this, but I'm explaining the whole emotional letdown that we've experienced week in and week out because we know how much talent's on this team. And then you see that the quarterback has not gotten better and the play calling has gone backwards. And, um, and then you see that the draft picks have been horrendous the last two years, and you just – you pull your hair out, and uh, I, I'm lucky that I've got an eight-year-old boy and a six-year-old boy that have, uh, that understand passion, they understand heartbreak, and then they tell me every Sunday, sorry, Dad. I'm like, don't be sorry. This is what we deal with. This is how we go through it. And, and don't worry. When they start winning again, we'll appreciate it more. Well, Kevin, the way that you're, you know, you're describing the Eagles' 2020 season being a diehard fan that you are, I would imagine the 2015 season with Chip Kelly taking over personnel and and that season, that was Chips last year with the Eagles. And everything you've gone through as a Philly sports fan in your lifetime. Is this one of your most frustrating years as a sports yeah. fan in all sports? By the way, in all sports, not just Eagles. Totally. Uh, probably probably the most frustrating year. I mean, you can go back to, to Andy's final year, right, where it was just bad vibes. Yeah, just yeah. It, you, you kind of felt – I remember it was like, what, the Seattle game at the end of November, and you're like, oh, gosh. It was a Thursday night maybe. I, I don't – uh, off the top of my head, I just it just felt sinking, right? And that's kind of where I'm, I'm at right now. Like, and I didn't think, guys, that you know, three years after winning the Super Bowl, that that feeling would immediately come back because I thought that the quarterback that we have in place and the commitment that it felt like they had when they drafted them that they wouldn't let them down that would hold true. Um, that hasn't held held true here. The way the the draft is approached, the way they've gone with. Um, with protecting him. Uh, I just don't understand it. The whole concept was get the, the franchise quarterback build around him. And they've done a terrible job making sure he's protected. And what, what makes it worse here, Adam, is that 
I, I don't have any hope. Where, where's the hope where we can hang our hat on one or two things? Hey, that, that's the bright spot, right? Maybe Jordan Malata, but, but then they, they bring in Jason Peters, right? Maybe Travis Fulgham, but then they bring in Alshon. And it's just like you're taking reps away from the, these guys, and then the playmaker is Miles Sanders. And then what? He gets less than 10 touches uh, against the Seattle team that, that's terrible on defense? It, that's the frustrating thing. What are we hanging our hat on in growing with this team? I, I don't know right now. <laughs> you saying that makes me feel – I feel like the scene in Tommy Boy, to go back for people, where he starts playing with a really nice toy on the executive's desk and then he starts smashing it to pieces. <laughs> you got Travis Fulgham. You have Miles Sanders, and now you're just smashing them to pieces. But uh, So one of the things I wonder about with you being up in Bristol, and you're obviously around a lot of uh, people in the media, but also guys who've coached, guys who played in the league. Is there kind of this – kind of common sentiment of uh, surprise among, you, you know, the NFL people up there that the Eagles have dropped in th- to be th- at this level of bad? Well, I can tell you that, you know, uh, we don't see a lot of people now because we're dealing with COVID. So I don't run into Good the point. analysts as much, but the guys that I text uh, mentioned me up on Sunday, like, what, what are we watching? Let's go. They're sick and tired of talking about it. Actually, I just looked at our Sports Center segment. It's a Friday. We're taping this, and, and, and at six o'clock, we're going to have something about what Carson said today. Mm-hmm. And and immediately, it, 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 I'm going to be talking to Ryan Clark, and immediately, my thought was, man, Ryan's not going to want to talk about this team. He's fed up, you know? <laughs> um, and, and I think there's, uh, and I've talked to a variety of guys in different takes. You know, some are just, this is all on the quarterback. Some are, what happened to Doug? Some are, how he's got to go. Um, so it's a variety of different conversations with different opinions. And guys also pick in my brain, like, what, what, what are you seeing? Um, and, and, you know, I'm a passionate fan. You guys know that. I'm not, I'm not shy about that. But I also feel like the background that I have in the media, I do, think, do look at things objectively. And I will sprinkle a lot of stuff about, hey, this shouldn't be happening. Um, and I, I get to kind of have the best of both worlds. So when they come to me, they know I'm not coming in as just a, you know, blow everything up. It's me being measured. But there have been many times that it's tough to be measured when you're seeing the same things happen over and over again. And these guys come back and they say the same stuff. I mean, I was hit up today, earlier today, by uh, a former NFL quarterback, and he he was – Honestly, speechless on what he's seeing on tape uh, with the offense. And, and he's just like, I, I don't even know where to begin. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, well, welcome to Philadelphia. <laughs> Kevin, I know from work with you at ESPN, and particularly on SportsCenter, the 2015 season, I know it frustrated you with, with Chip Kelly's yeah. regime, obviously. But then a couple years later, miraculously, you work with Chip, okay, with college <laughs> football live or college football. Yeah. What was that relationship like? Because look, I know that you were not exactly happy with the way things ended with Chip there. Yeah, that, you know, that it, 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 it's it's so funny. I've encountered a couple of those uh, those moments. Like, you know, I, I work on Saturdays with Mark Sanchez, and Mark's become a very good friend. But I, I was the one on the morning sports center on Fridays that 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 did the infamous play that he's known for, you know, on a not top ten, and. Um, and Mark and I, you know, like, I didn't know how he was going to respond when he saw me. And, and, and me and him have formed a great relationship. But, like, the same thing with Chip. I was very critical. I mean, very I remember critical. that. Yeah. And on, on social media where I feel like it's my personal uh, account and I can actually voice my opinions. And so 
the first week we're in the green room and he did ESPN two for college football. And, um, I'm with, you know, all the guys like the Booger McFarlane's the Jonathan Belmas, the Joey Galloway's and chips in there, Mac Brown, and we're all watching games and, and chip. I didn't know what to say. So I was just really cool with chip, but chip made a comment about Wawa to me. And, and, and he's like, you know how it is, Kev. You know how it is, you know, with, with our Wawas. And I was like, well, hey, okay. And me and him started talking more and more. And then suddenly Sundays, I started doing a, a quarterback segment with him on the Sports Center, And I, my, my phone would blow up. How could you be on the air with him? La, 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 la. You know, like, did you cuss him out in the commercial break? And, and I would laugh to be in the guys. That was the run that we had in 2017 with the Eagles. So I'm like, can't you just be happy? I was telling oh, fans, wow. like, yeah. can't you just be happy? Like, the team's playing well now. Like, let's, let's just move on. So Chip and I had several, several conversations about Philadelphia, and we, we, it was great. Uh, it, let me tell you, he was, he was a great dude to work with. We worked together for four months. We had great conversations. He's brilliant, brilliant when we would talk off the air, and that's where you would learn the most. And Adam, you know this. This is where you're learning the most in the green room from those conversations, oh. right? Where everything's unfiltered. You're picking up stuff, and you're like, oh, that's what happened. That explains things. So that's, that's the stuff that we would have that relationship with. And, Chip was great all the way till the end. And then, you know, when he was up for the Florida, potential Florida job, my, my wife's a Gator. And she was just like, is he getting the job? And I'm like, I, I, I don't know. She's like, find out, ask him now. I'm like, I'm not asking Chip that. So <laughs> it, it, it's very funny when you come full circle and you talk about a guy and then they come in and, and now Mark's, you know, part of our family. Uh, B-Doc uh, was part of our family. You get to work with these guys. You guys have experienced that as well. And, and deep down, they're all just good dudes. Uh, no one's and I've always said that if you got an issue with me say it to me like guys I will tell you a funny story I've been very critical of Howie through his career and when they won I'm at the Maxwell Awards the year that they won and the Eagles are being you know, highlighted that whole night I run into Howie Howie made it known that I had crushed him and Howie kind of he let he, he let me know about it and I've I heard about Howie, these things. Yeah. Yes. We, Howie, we, may, we may know where you're coming from. <laughs> well, yeah. And I said to Howie, I said, you deserve it, man. Tell me all the things you got. Yeah. And he had some choice words for me. I said, go, go ahead. You deserve it, man. He's like, you won. And I'm, I'm here to tell you congratulations. And I laughed about it. And then afterwards, me and him had a, had a conversation. And it was cool. Good. But I'm Good. one of those guys where I'm like, listen, if, if, if you prove it, shit. Sorry, I'm cursing, but no, you laugh can. At me we do. <laughs> and say what you got to say because listen, if you can take it, you can dish it out. And 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 I'm sure if Howie sees me now, he'd probably cuss me out again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say maybe in a couple of weeks you may be able to get your retribution on. He <laughs> might be sitting next to you doing a show in in, in, a, in a month or two. Who knows what's going to happen? That's funny though. But but I want to back to you guys are in the media in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and 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 here's the thing: is what we do. We, we call it like we see it, right? And if somebody has the chance to say, you were wrong, uh, call me out on it. But at the same time, if you're wrong, I'm going to call you out on it. And, and, and <laughs> uh, a couple people that night told me, they were like, we're sorry what happened. I was like, don't be sorry. How, how, you guys won the Super Bowl. And how we did everything right in 2017, 2018. He can say whatever he wants to me because he brought the Super Bowl to the city. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It's it's not only because you mentioned this before, not only is it surprising that three years removed, 
you're really only not even a full year removed from a third straight trip to the playoffs. Not too many teams have been to the playoffs three years in a row. If, if, you, if I could tell you, Kev, to put your owner's hat on, and you've, you've now watched this all year long, where do you begin? You know, what, what's the first thing you think you have to do to change things? Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, well, you can't get rid of the quarterback, right? I think that's foolish because uh, the quarterback's not even near his prime. Um, my biggest fear is that I, I don't want him to turn into David Carr. And David Carr had a ton of talent, but David Carr, what, 76 sacks? Uh, and this guy's trending to, to the way Carson's been sacked. He's on his way to 67 this year, projected. Yeah. Uh, do everything you can to protect the quarterback. And, and then, so, if, if that's changing game call, calls or bringing in extra guys, I, I don't know. That's up to Doug. Doug wants to be the play caller where Doug has to – now, the one thing I noticed with Jalen Hurts when he had that one pass, he had a clock in his head, get rid of the ball. Whether it's an incomplete or not, just get rid of the ball. Carson understandably wants to make the play, but when you have a, a line that's beat up and you're going through so many formations of this line and no one's comfortable and trust – Get rid of the ball. Why are you holding the ball longer than three seconds? And I get it. Your players cannot get separation. Just get an incompletion, right? Uh, and then live another day so you can snap the ball uh, for the next down. I, I think that they need to continue to tell them, listen, you've got to have that clock back in your head, and it's got to count to two and then get rid of the ball, regardless, right? He's, he also needs Miles Sanders to catch the ball in the backfield. Like that, that is a huge issue where you can't build that trust because he needs safety valves. You know, we saw in that game in Seattle, Dallas was his only safety valve that he trusted. No matter what, I know he's going to be there. If you can't rely on Miles, you're in trouble because your wide receivers are not getting separation. I mean, the Rager stuff is really disappointing. Like If you're bringing him in for speed and he can't get separation, um, that's troubling. Uh, the next level is this offseason, you've got to find a, a way to, to find a draft guy that that knows what he's doing when it comes to personnel picks. And it's just not working. It's not working with what they're doing right now, especially the last two years. Uh, I, I cover college football for ABC. I'm not saying I know everything because I don't, but I knew that Justin Jefferson at that spot was the pick. Mm-hmm. Like 
I just knew that's at no matter what he should be the guy here. Cause I've watched enough college football. I'm not a scout. I'm not claiming to be a scout, but I knew that. Uh, I shouldn't be knowing more than how they're making that call. Right. In that, and mm-hmm. you know, in their draft war rooms. And, and, and uh, from what I hear, I'm not the only one that believed that in the organization that Justin Jefferson should be the pick. Mm-hmm. They've got to find somebody to make the pick, especially if you're going to have a top 10 pick this year. You, you cannot miss on this pick. Um, and honestly, you've got to have a, a full conversation with Doug and say, Doug, if you want to be here, well, you got to hire better assistants and you got to give up play calling. Because uh, you could see uh, over time, I was against it. But over time, they really miss Frank Wright. And when I say I was against it, I didn't want to say that that was the easiest thing. They really miss Frank Wright around there. And the trust that, that was established with the quarterback and Frank Wright, they, they miss that within. And those are the three things. I, you can't do anything with the quarterback, right? So you got to get somebody who's going to be able to make, like, draft picks and hit on them. And you've got to have a coach that's going to basically say – how do I make this better for my quarterback, who's my franchise? Kevin, being up at ESPN you know, every week, being a sports fan as you are, and particularly Philly, obviously, have you run into a lot of people from Philly since you started there many years ago? Oh, a lot. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and, you know, the, the Chris McKendrys of the world, and, and, you know, you run into Susie Colbert. They do a really good job hiding, uh, not hiding, but not revealing um, – their allegiances, I, I can't hold back. That's just I, – I, I, but I will always tell people that uh, I will be more critical of my team and I will know more about my team than, you know, somebody who says, well, you know, I'm going to just go down the line. Like Stuart Scott influenced me so much with his Tar Heel love, right? And then mm-hmm. you see Van Pelt with his Terp love and me with the <laughs> Temple love. We know more about the team and, and the, the conference and the division – than anybody else because we're following it. We're, 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 we're basically there uh, because of our passion and uh, us following these teams. So you run into a lot of people behind the scenes that are big-time Phillies and Eagles fans and Sixers fans, and they come up to you and you get the chance to talk. And, you know, I found a, a place that's in Norwich, two guys that used to live in South Philly, they're brothers. They came up here and they wanted Philly cheesesteaks. They couldn't find any. So now they import their own bread and they have a place called Philly's. Oh, my so God. A few weeks ago, I brought sure? in 20 cheesesteaks awesome. for our ABC crew, and everybody had some because I was like, Booger McFarlane has never had an authentic cheesesteak. Oh and I'm like, God. okay, I can't, I can't go to the city for four hours later that this cheesesteak's not going to be good. Wow. I said, but let's have something that's authentic with the right bread. And um, I ordered for him, and the guys delivered. So and we had a couple Philly guys come in and say, yo, yo, that's actually legit. So that's the cool thing, Adam, about the environment cool. here. Kev, I'll finish it off with this. Um, It's a question that I think Adam gets asked a lot and I get asked a lot. Not quite sure how to answer it, and maybe you have a better feel for it, but people always ask us, especially in light of not just recently, but over the last few years, we've seen the industry landscape change. You know, friends of all three of us have have come and gone, lost jobs, or just went elsewhere for whatever reasons. I always get asked, what's the future of sports media? What's it going to look like 10 years from now? I struggle with that answer, and I'm wondering if you have, have an, a better idea. Wow, ah, Jeff, I don't know. I hope I have hair. Um, <laughs> I had more. Uh, like five years play out here because, you know, the industry has changed so much, and especially with COVID. Look, look what we're doing right now. Uh, we're right. Zooming, right? Uh, look at how my biggest fear is that we are finding out that uh, you don't need to be it, at least media 
um, companies are finding out you don't you don't need to be there to get the story. Right. Uh, and as a result, that hurts guys like you that are on the beat and you guys are talking to guys behind the scenes that may not help you in a story today, but will help you in a story weeks from now that will give you the pulse of a locker room, right? It's, it's really tough to, to get to the bottom of the heart of understanding a team if you can't be there. And that's what I fear is this, this, this way of cutting costs by saying, Hey, you know what? The, the public is okay with twisting our phone horizontally and now it's just doing an interview instead of uh, really good storytelling. Um, I, I think that you're going to see more cuts. You're going to see cheaper labor. You're going to see, hey, can we just get this done real quick? Can we have just somebody down there just turn their phone around and ask one question instead of, hey, mm-hmm. let's rely on the, the guy that's been, been around this uh, program or this organization that can give us really detailed answers. That's what I fear. And um, obviously we've seen the newspaper business take massive hits. Uh, I get really just, you know, I get, I don't want to say depressed, but disappointed whenever I go back home and I put on the local news and I'm, you know, uh, I grew up in the days of Gary Papa, right. Um, And Vaisik Ahema and and guys in that market where I was just like, I can count on them. And then, you know, I look at the John Clark's, the Jeff Skaverskis and the Deuces Rogers and the the Jamie Apatis. And I'm just like, I want more. I, I don't want just a one minute thing. I want more, you know, and the Comcast, Sportsnet not not being there anymore. That stuff, you know, that's that stuff breaks my heart. Where you can't have those in depth conversations or reports from like a Michael Barkan or a D Gun. So my my biggest fear is that the fan at home is missing out. And uh, in in the end, the media, the media guys, the big wigs, they don't care because they look at the bottom line, and, and it's hurting all of us. No doubt about it, Kev. We love having you on. We really appreciate it. Uh, I hope you'll come on with us again in the future down the road. And uh, we'll Anytime. wrap this season up and sure. maybe we'll talk some Sixers and Phillies while we're at it next time. Yeah, sure. Anytime. Yeah, you know, guys, like, I, I actually want to apologize to the audience, too. I'm wearing Cowboys colors, and I am so sorry. Like, if we're talking about Eagles, and then you could – some people could say Giants. Uh, I, I apologize for that. I'll do better next time. But uh, keep doing what you guys are doing. And, and honestly, uh, whatever happens to this season um, – Somebody asked me this earlier this week, and I think we're going to all pose this question more and more. If, if we had to go through a season like this to win the Super Bowl, all of us would have said, heck, yeah, right? <laughs> That's and true. And we're going through it. So um, whatever happens to Howie and Doug in the future, we got to be thankful for what they did uh, moving forward. But uh, we'll see how they protect Carson uh, after uh, 2020. Awesome. We will. Thanks again. Kevin Nagandi, ESPN, Philly Proud, Temple Made. We will catch everybody on the next episode. Make sure that you're watching the Inside the Birds live pregame show uh, presented by DraftKings this Sunday. Catch you later, Kev. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.